Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 22nd of September, 2022. It is Thursday. Thank you all for watching Locked On Big 12 Podcast and listening wherever you guys are doing so. On today's show, Bedlam. It looks like it's going by the wayside. How long will that happen? Who is to blame? All that and more. Also, Amazon getting involved in the college football game. Dennis Dodd wrote about it. We will talk about it. The Big 10, the Big 12, the Pac-12 all candidates potentially to be uh, in engagement with Amazon. And then a look at West Virginia and Virginia Tech. New background. I'm in Blacksburg right now. I am there. I will be here at the game that is happening tonight between Virginia Tech and West Virginia. Some thoughts on that game coming up. All that and more on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. It's saying that below. Make sure you do so. Pushing this subscriber count as high as we can get it. Uh, leave your comments about Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma State not playing anymore. Bedlam, your thoughts. Who is to blame? Do you want to see it back? Either side of the table, we want to hear your thoughts. And also, your thoughts on the Big 12 and Amazon linking up. Would you like to see Big 12 games on Amazon, Amazon Prime? We saw that last week, the NFL. We want your thoughts on that, too. Give us a pick. Give us a score for West Virginia and Virginia Tech. The Black Diamond Trophy up for grabs tomorrow night at Lane Stadium. So the return trip here is happening. Great to see this game being done once again. All right, so let's let's go Bedlam. Bedlam is, is the number one topic I think a lot of folks talking about not just in uh, our circles, right? Not not just in the Big Twelve, but this is this is all of college football, man. I mean, this, this is a big conversation, and Bedlam is gone for now. That is according to Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network, and he talked about you know he spoke with uh, Joe Castiglione, the athletic director over at, at Oklahoma, and Chad Weiberg over at Oklahoma State. They both gave excuses why this game is not being played anymore. Now, look, the big reason we all know is that Oklahoma is going to the SEC, and Oklahoma State's a little upset about that. And both sides are talking about their scheduling. They're talking about, uh, you know, their desire to play the game. They say sometimes, you know, we could take it or leave it. This starts a couple ways, right? Um, There's blame to go all around, in my opinion. I think some some folks believe this is a black or white, like they should just play the game, which I'd love to see the game again to be great. We, we all know that. But to me, it's not. there's more of a gray area. There always is with these kinds of things. And you have to start with this. The scheduling philosophy for both of these schools is this. They like they're going to uh, be playing – well, the Big 12 already does nine conference games. The SEC is going to nine conference games. They like the non nine conference game schedule. They like the one power five in the non-con, the one usually G5, and the one somebody else, right? So Oklahoma, for example, this year has played Nebraska. They have played Kent State, and they played, I'm totally forgetting, oh, UTEP. So they, actually, they did end up doing two G5 teams. Uh, but, I mean, both you know kind of were games they were going to win, and we, all, we always knew that. Although the first half against OU against Kent State was pretty ugly for OU. Um, for Oklahoma State, right? They have played Arizona State, they have played 
uh, uh, Eastern Michigan. Uh, the, oh, not Eastern Michigan. That's what Arizona played. They played Arizona State. They played Central Michigan. They played Arkansas Pine Bluff. Those are the three teams. And they played, sorry, I was off the top of my head that was doing that there. So that's kind of the scheduling philosophy. And look, Oklahoma State down the line has a lot of really good teams booked up, as does OU, right? So they would have to shift that philosophy moving forward. I know Oklahoma's going to play Michigan. And uh, and then you got uh, – they were on the books to play, I think, Tennessee and Georgia once again. And then Oklahoma State is on the books to play Oregon and Alabama also in their non-conference. So you have to consider those things. But, you know, I think ultimately we've seen the argument that, hey, 2020 showed us – how fast we can move games around. Totally true. We can move games around in college football right now with relative ease. So this game could happen every single year, in my opinion. It could be made. Um, Do both sides want to play it? I think it's a great – it's actually a great question. Like, there are people who are invested on both sides. I always mention them. Gabe Eichert, who I work with over at XM Radio, also the host of Oklahoma Breakdown. Does not want to see this game go by the wayside, and that's that's great. I mean, he played in this game, you know, four times. A lot of people don't want to see this game go by the wayside. Maybe if you're Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, like, what about you playing a really difficult schedule? And I know it's not a 14 playoff, but even a 12 team playoff. Well, one less tougher game makes the schedule, you know, a lot easier, right? I mean, I know OU has dominated the recent history of this series, but look, Oklahoma State did win last year. And uh, the one thing is, like, we see we see the cross-conference uh, rivalry games the last week of the season. They, they happen all the time, right? South Carolina plays Clemson. Georgia plays Georgia Tech. Florida plays FSU. And we've seen some other ones brought back along the way as well, right? Uh, Missouri is playing Kansas now once again in both – they played basketball last year. They're just playing football, I think, starting next year, right? Mizzou is also playing Kansas State again in, bas- in, in, uh, in football. That's already started this year. So, uh, and also Mizzou can play Illinois again. So, right, it's like these connections are happening once again. Oklahoma playing Nebraska once again. This stuff can be the 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 gaps can be bridged, right? It's just a matter of at at this point in time, like the feelings about it, and also, I mean, the the CFP part of it too. At twelve teams, man, like I I hate to make all of our conversations with the CFP, but if all of our conferences still have a shot, the CFP, it kind of is like that. If you're Mike Gundy, if you're Brent Venables, whoever is heading up these programs, whenever down the line, like I know OU fans might say we've dominated them before. It's fine. You know, they, they screw off, whatever. But like this game, this is kind of a double-edged sword here. This game has had serious implications. Uh, I was looking at it today, the, the last few years. All right. If you go to Bedlam's history and look at the winners of the, of the last game, but once again, a lot of them Oklahoma, but look, just go back to – I'm just going to go back right now to uh, 2011. Number three, Oklahoma State. Number 13, Oklahoma. Number 17, Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma State won 38-35 in overtime. I'm, I'm thinking uh, in 2014, I think Oklahoma was right, not positive. But number three, OU. Number five, OU. Number five, OU. Number six, OU. Number seven, OU. Number 18, OU. Number seven, Oklahoma State. These games would ultimately have impact on the college football playoff picture they would have some some ramifications for that. So either A, like if you reshuffle the deck and say, all right, we're not going to do OU, OU and Oklahoma State the, the last week of the season. We're going to fill out with somebody in earlier in the year uh, and make it easier and then bump back conference games. So Oklahoma State is playing Houston. They're playing Cincinnati. They're playing Texas Tech. They're playing whoever last week. 
like you might say, okay, I kind of like that better for them or for OU. Either way, once again, these games have been certainly competitive at times. Um, you know, OU, same thing too. After playing a gauntlet of an SEC schedule, maybe I would like a different P, uh, a different Power Five team or a different G Five team, or whatever. Bump that earlier in the schedule and then play somebody else the last week of the season. There is that right for the college football playoff side of these things. This would help in that sense of like it's it's one less more you know one less difficult opponent to play. I guess the other way you could look at that is it is one more opportunity to win an important game. And also this important game that happens all the time on that weekend. It, it, I mean, the amount of teams I've won, I, I mentioned all the top rankings I've had, you know, uh, ever since the 20, uh, I'm going all the way back ever since the 2010 game, except for once a top 20 team has won. Well, that's going to have some impact on college football playoff races. It just will. So this game almost belongs at the end of the season. It belongs deciding some circus circumstance about who goes to a, you know, um, a, a well, it's been big 12 championship game, but who go to a college football playoff, right? This could be a determining factor in all of that. So while at the same time, Hey, it's one easier game to play after a really difficult schedule. It's also a really important game. Think about last season, guys, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma state was a game that occurred on the last weekend of the season when there's so many great rivalry matchups and what happened, it was Saturday night football. It was ABC. There was playoff implications of the line. It was a great ending. I know OU fans are still upset about it, but it was a great, fantastic ending that we all enjoyed. So would I like to see this game played again? Yeah, I would. Are there reasons it shouldn't be, should not be played again? Yes. But in my opinion, the reasons to play it overweigh the reasons that we should not save the whole, this is what college football is about rivalries, whatnot. That is true. But like that, that stuff pales in comparison to the money. This is a money game. This was Saturday night football. This was the main event of the last weekend of the regular season last year. And when you're talking about a game that was that important that the TV network deemed that important to put in that time slot, like this was an interstate battle that was the most important game of the week that determined a whole lot. I know Alabama Auburn last year got hairy. It really should not have. It's always 330 SEC. It's kind of where it stays. But just think about like where this game was really important game between two top teams. And it was, I mean, an effing thrilling contest to watch last year. And it had some thrilling contests in the past. They had some blowouts in the past. But this game, to me, I, I, I remember watching this game in the past, Bedlam, in in you know it's it's one of the most well attended games you're going to see it's at both places and so it also has the results usually matter into some kind of race uh, and, and that will continue to be a a fact if you're brett your mark in the big 12 this is a big 12 podcast like there is incentive to play this game this game is a money maker this game is good for television this game is something that the major networks want to watch there's always something on the line in some way, shape, or form when Oklahoma State and Oklahoma meet up. And there could be, there definitely could be for both teams in the future, especially if you kept it that last week. If you bumped it to earlier in the season, I would still like the game, but I love it in the last week because these teams, they're such good programs. I mean, Oklahoma, obviously, tradition is a, is a better overall program than what uh, Oklahoma State is. But Oklahoma State, what, what Mike Gundy has built over time is a marvel it is it is it is uncommon right we, we've got we've got stuff like 
uh, Oklahoma's elsewhere. Right? There are Alabama's and there are other places like that. But like Mike Gundy is pretty singular in what he has built at an Oklahoma State in a place that is, you know, uh, once again, like Oklahoma and Alabama and Georgia and all those places have been programs that have been built up. But Mike Gundy has built, he is, Mike Gundy is Oklahoma State football. He is modern Oklahoma State football, modern, modern Oklahoma State football. That's what he is right now. And you've got a program like that. It's, it's on a level where it's it's to the point now where it's, it's, you know, in a new Big 12, it will be competing for Big 12 championships. It'll be competing for uh, for college ball playoff appearances. That plus OU, and once again, y'all have heard me before, I think Brent Venables, Brent Venables is the right man for the job to lead them into the new conference, into the SEC. Like, those two things together, it's just a, it's just a nice marriage, Brent Venables and OU. And I think these two programs together is a great marriage. I want to see it keep happening. We all do. And I think the financial incentive is there. I think Brett Yormark, who once again, he is not coming from a Big 12 perspective into being the Big 12 commissioner. He is coming from a business perspective. They need that. That's what they want to have. And so when they bring a guy like that in, I mean, what, Brett's just going to let this thing go and just let this happen? No, he's like, this is a money game. This is this is good for our conference. This is more money. You know, If we sell this thing off, I'm not sure how those split, those split rivalry games go, but I'm sure FSU, I'm sure Florida, I'm sure the ACC, I'm sure the SEC are getting a piece of what's happening in that action, man. Georgia Tech, Georgia, right? Uh, one of those other games we mentioned before that is happening. Clemson, South Carolina, like, like the network, those are all ESPN games. They're paying for that. They're paying for that. Somebody wants to televise that. Somebody wants to. It's it's probably the four-letter network we just mentioned. So there is incentive enough, in my opinion, to make this thing continue to happen. That That's just... And that's me. You all might differ. I, I want to hear that. But the money part to me, once again, as a Big 12 conference guy who, who roots for the conference as a whole, to me, that is what I care about. I want to see uh, the Big 12 continue to thrive, make some money. And this is the best way to do it is this game. It's, it's, it's ultimately Chad Weiberg and Mike Gundy's decision. But look, Mizzou and Kansas brought it back. Oklahoma and Nebraska brought it back. I see this one coming back, too. All right, quick word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by BetOnline, BetOnline.net. If you want to get in on West Virginia, Virginia Tech, the best place to do so, BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's free to sign up. Go there today. New sleek interface. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA futures, F1, NASCAR, boxing, MMA, soccer, whatever you want, they have BetOnline, BetOnline.net. It is where the game starts. All right, topic number two today on the show, Amazon's interest in college football. Quick drink of water right here. All right, Amazon's interest in college football. Dennis Dodd wrote a really nice article over yesterday at CBS Sports. Go check it out if you've not already, about Amazon getting into the game. And the one thing about Amazon is that we know – they struck out, at least at this point, on the Big Ten. When the Pac-12 is going through their uh, – they're already through their uh, exclusive negotiating window. The Big 12 is starting an exclusive negotiating window right now. The other, other parts of this, the Big Ten does not have anything left to sell. They've sold off their rights to NBC, to CBS, and uh, to Fox. Now, it's the tune of over $7 billion – uh, it's gonna be like a you know billion dollars a year basically, but still you know 
if Amazon wants to get with them, they need to have more inventory. The Pac-12, uh, we know George Klyavkov is steering now towards towards digital, right? Towards streaming because obviously their window opened up in July, and we're now in September. It's not a t- it's not a horribly long time. Not going to poo poo the Pac-12 right now, but if they had something tangible, and we and I know John Canzano said, hey, we might see something after Labor Day. It would be out there, and he also said that he's not worried about schools going to the Big Ten. At this point in time, sure, whatever, don't buy it. And also, the schools will sign a media agreement when there's something in front of them that they, you know, they can agree to. Okay, um, the Big Twelve cannot negotiate technically with. Five, I mean, there's so much collusion, all this stuff anyway. Like, you know, if you're not look, guys, if if Brett Yormark is not back channeling to Amazon, to NBC, to everywhere else, we should be upset if we're Big Twelve fans. Okay. Uh, why do you think Oklahoma and, and, and Texas went to the SEC? You think ESPN wasn't on board? Fox. You don't think Fox signed off on UCLA and USC? People in the industry will say, people who are connected to those places will say, no, no, no. Come on. Let's be honest about what's happening here. That is part of the game right now. So that's kind of the situation. Once again, Big Ten, nothing to sell. Could they add more teams? Pac-12, they could. There are people in the Pac-12, uh, Big 12, uh, Big 10, excuse me. The Big Ten had more teams. They could. There are some schools that would maybe not like that because it'd be spitting, splitting some of their pie amongst others. So we'll have to see uh, on that front. And the Big Twelve, obviously, in their negotiating window, Pac-12 passed it, but still, an exclusive passed it, but still can negotiate other people here. How bad does Amazon want to get involved with college football? They're paying one billion dollars right now for their NFL rights. That's where they're at with the national football league at this point in time. I mean, it's a lot of money, you know, for, for a year, for the one game a year, they're getting the prime content, right? So that's the question is if they're paying for the, for really decent games on Thursday and the Thursday night games are good. They're not the trash NFL network games that we've been, you know, Jaguars, Titans, no offense to your fan base. Sorry, but like those games weren't good. These are legitimately good games that they're playing on. Their, I mean, in theory, like right now, like Steelers versus, excuse me, Deshaun Watson's Cleveland Browns team is a pretty good game. Like it's a really good game. It's the thought I get tomorrow night. They got good games down the line as well. So, you know, is Amazon, do they just want to get in the space or do they want the prime content in the space? If they want the prime, and that's not, not a pun, if they want the best content in the space, then they want the Big Ten. And if that's the case there, the Big Ten needs to add more teams. The Big Ten would need to add more teams in the late night window. But here's the thing, you have to flex those games early. Like, does Amazon want to play, want to pay for late night games? They want the Oregon, Indiana, Purdue versus Washington. Do they want to pay for those games? And obviously it would change down the line. But like if that first package for the Big Ten is already sold off then like, what are you selling? Like the only thing you could sell in the future is future late night games. Right. Or, or, you know, they, they make up a schedule, you know, I'm, I'm not positive how it goes, but like adding those late teams gives you the option to sell a late night window. So in the immediate Amazon would probably be purchasing those late night games. At least that's my read on how that would work. I could be wrong. Once again, correct me if I am wrong, but if you've already sold off what you have currently until 2030, whatever it is, the big 10, 
then the only way you can make new matchups is adding new teams that are in the West Coast. Now, maybe that, if that happens, it causes some shuffling, but you all understand my point. How good the games have to be? Like, are they in the market for Cincinnati versus Texas Tech? Or are they in the market for Oklahoma State versus Baylor? Baylor versus Cincinnati, right? BYU, Baylor. Are they, are they in the market for the best games out there? Or are they in the market for just games, period? That's one question we have to ask. And then once again, what time do they want these games? They want them because the thing about the Thursday night football window is it is singular. It is by itself. It is a standalone window. So they're getting that those, those eyes for themselves. When you assimilate your product into a college football Saturday, you are competing for eyes. You are not just the only, you're not the only game in town at that point. It sounds obvious. That's something they have to contend with when we're talking about, hey, where does Amazon fit in and all this? So they have money. They, they have gotten the sports space. But those are all things we have to think about when we discuss, hey, Amazon, Big 12, you know, conference expansion is a part of this. Does Amazon want to start figuring, like, you know, is Amazon TV coming to cable? Is that what's happening soon here? Or is Amazon just by itself as a streamer, streaming games at 10 o'clock at night, at 7 p.m.? Like, they have to be able to, you know, if you're going to compete in some big windows, you need the best matchups. And look, I love the Big 12 Conference, but we all know the best best matchups, best matchups are happening in the SEC and the Big 10, at least for right now. The Pac-12, the ACC, and, and, the, and the Big 12 can't always claim they're going to have the best matchups. They might end up with some, but off the bat, we're not selling always the best matchups because – we don't always have the brands everybody else wants. That's something to watch on that front. All right, final topic in today's show is about West Virginia and Virginia Tech. That is happening tomorrow night, Lane Stadium, 730, 6, uh, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central is when that game is going down. Um, so this one, you know, I think to me, like Tech's not that good. There's a reason why West Virginia at 1-2 and two on the road is favored. Slight favorite, but they're favored. This game should be close, but I think there's more in the tank for the the West Virginia Mountaineers here. And look, you guys know, I mean, if you watched the show before, I have worn uh, Tech apparel. I'm a Tech fan. Grew up in Virginia. Love the Hokies. I'm in Blacksburg right now. Excited to support the Hokies uh, tomorrow night, folks. Here it is, right here. Excited. There's that maroon and maroon and orange uh, right there happening for you. But I have to know, as somebody who knows West Virginia well, like that's a that's a more talented team more talented team. Bryce Forbeaton's best receiver on the field. J.C. Daniels' best quarterback on the field. Dante Stills' was best defensive player on the field. And hell, even C.J. Donaldson might be the best running back who is on the field when we go to that, that game uh, tomorrow night. So I think they've got more things in the tank, just a matter of execution in that environment. I, I trust those guys to get the job done. It should be a close game. But look, we're at the point now, like, I asked if it was sustainable about C.J. Donaldson. Feed that young man the rock. He is a stud. He is a star player. He is 100%, you know, at this, this point in the running game, he's a star player. Like, I'm not sure if it's, it'll keep going forever, but he has been so good so far this season. I mean, I know they want to give Tony Mathis the ball, but Donaldson, that converted freshman tight end, is just a tank in the run game. And I trust I, I trust J.D. Daniels. So I am on the Mountaineers tomorrow night. Let us know your thoughts on the game tomorrow night as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, find the show, reach your podcast, and on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe, comment, let us know what you think about the show, everything we talked about today. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.